Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today we're going to do our weekly mailbag show. We got a bunch of questions from listeners today that we're going to go through answer to the best of our ability. We got keeper questions, draft questions, all kinds of stuff like that. We'll get into that in just a second, but make sure you guys go check us out on Twitter at the FF Profit or go and follow us on Instagram at Fantasy Football Profit. You can go to our website, fantasyfootballprofit.com and our YouTube page. It's youtube.com slash fantasyfootballprofit. And once again, today's show is sponsored by Rube Sheets. If you listen to the shows Monday, Tuesday, you hear me talk a little bit about Rube Sheets and how it helped me in my auction draft I had this past weekend. And I'm going to definitely be using it again this weekend. This Saturday, me and Jeff have a big draft, big auction draft with keepers. Each team gets three keepers. And one thing Rube Sheets does really well is help you identify keeper pricing and how your drafts, the players left in the draft, values change when you have keepers involved. And that's a huge thing in any kind of auction league that has keepers but it's not just for auctions. It can be used for snake drafts as well. Helps you identify, you know, who the top players are, where their values are, how much more they are valued than others. It's a great tool for that. And just it's helped me a lot last weekend. I'm going to use it quite a bit again on Saturday's draft. I'll let you guys know how I do, how me and Jeff both do. And I think it's something you should go check out. So go to rubesheets.com, click on the auction draft tool. You can put in all your different settings change how many starters you have, how many players, how many bench players, scoring. It, it can pretty much handle anything. So make sure you guys definitely go check out Rube Sheets and it'll help you tremendously in your drafts this weekend and hopefully over Labor Day weekend as we get geared up for the season. All right, Jeff, time to get right into the mailbag. Got a bunch of good questions this week from all our listeners, probably more this week. I mean, every, a lot of keeper stuff. So next question comes from Tucker. It asks, is a Corey Davis breakout coming this season? I guess the question would be, what? Yeah, what do you consider a breakout? <laughs> I mean, you know, better than he's ever done. Yes, <laughs> but yeah, I think I, I think he has a legit shot to be a wide receiver two this year, and I think that would be that would be a legitimate jump. Yeah, I think so too. That's pretty much where I'm. I'm thinking he can he can definitely finish top twenty. I can see that happening. So that's to me a breakout for him. I consider it that. All right. Let's see. Next question from Izhan says, would you have Adam Thielen as a wide receiver one for a 10 team league in PPR or in the same thing for T.Y. Hilton? Would you T.Y. Hilton? Actually, he says he got both of them on the team. So his wide receivers, T.Y. Hilton, Adam Thielen. How do you feel like that? How do you feel about that in a 10 team league? Uh, 10 team league. I would consider T.Y. Hilton a back end wide receiver one. I would consider Thielen a high level wide receiver two. That's how I, I view them, though. How about you? Yeah, I, I I think they're yeah, if you got I would okay, if you don't have really good running backs then I worry about this. But obviously I feel like you should have if you probably in a snake draft you went running back, running back, and then picked up T. Y. Hilton Adam Thielen, probably. I'm guessing that's how it worked. And if that's the case, then I feel really good about it. But the, the I mean the worst case, it's second and third you got those guys. So you got at least one running back ahead. So I I'm I'm fuck confident enough in it. I think it's do you think do you, would you consider either of them a wide receiver one? I, I mean, T.Y. Hilton to me is the borderline. I'm, I'm actually I'm higher on Hilton. He's borderline one for me. Thielen's just below that, but they're both right there. I mean, they're right at that one two kind of 
changeover for me. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we uh, we view them very very similar then. So, one more question from Ishani asks, where does Kareem Hunt fall under your PPR rankings? Will there, will there be any regression? So, I mean, I don't necessarily do actually like PPR rankings. I, I mean, I, I don't change them too much, but Kareem Hunt right now has fallen for me about eighth. And it doesn't really change based on PPR right now for me. He's kind of the same in standard PPR. I'm going to keep him about the same spot. In regression, I mean, maybe so slightly. He was really, really good. But I think he had his regression in the middle of last season. So it kind of took away what his ceiling could have been. I think he's going to be fine. I'm not terribly worried about Kareem Hunt. Yeah, I think he's... I think it's a really safe and I completely agree with you, Craig. I think PPR doesn't change my mind too much because I think he is right now. I, I view him as kind of a back end running back one, even though a very safe one and regression. Yeah. I mean, of course he was what he was the number three running back last year. You know, I don't, I don't think he'll be in the top five this year. So regression. Yes. But you know, small. Yep. Definitely. All right. Blue label. Kazos, Kazos, I don't know. I never know how to say his name. <laughs> never know. But yeah, thanks for the questions. He always brings him every, pretty much every mailbag we got a question from him. <laughs> so he's going to ask Derrick Henry or Jay Ajayi. This is a standard scoring. Who's going to have a better year? And I think I already know the answers to this question. <laughs> I think Blue Label is just trying to uh, drive a wedge in between us. <laughs> I know I'm going to say Derrick Henry. I assume you're saying Ajay. I'm going to say Jay Ajay. And we've, we've, we've talked about these guys a lot. They were on our I mean, last week's mailbag. We talked about this, this, this situation quite a bit. I'm just a little bit. I, I think Jay Ajay is going to be good. And he's going to have a good season. I just think the volume is going to be there. That's what I'm banking on. Obviously, if the volume's not there, my whole basis for liking Jay Ajay is kind of out the window. And you're kind of in the same boat with Derrick Henry. You think the volume's going to be there. I do. <laughs> and once again, if uh, Deion Lewis steals more touches than I think, which I still think, you know, Deion Lewis can get a ton of touches without really hurting Derrick Henry's value. Um, you know, my prediction will be wrong, but I, I believe that he will be the lead back. I think he'll get over 200 rushes easy. And I think that he'll continue to average over four yards a carry. And I think this will be the year where he uh, gets double digits touchdowns because he's going to be that goal line guy for sure. Um, so I think Derrick Henry is a man, but I completely see where Craig's mind is going when he thinks uh, Ajay is going to get the workload. And that would be a deadly offense if he really got involved. So, yeah, but now we get that that dreaded lower body body injury for JJ right now, and he sat out a couple practices. It's just a wonderful thing to read after you just kept him on your team for this season. I love it. <laughs> Just love it, you know. Yeah, Ugh, yeah. I, I, yeah. That's one of the worries of JJ. He's kind of gets he gets banged up a little bit. So, mm. yeah, little, that's, that's why nervous. I like Derrick Henry, man. Oh. That's what's lovely about being six three, two hundred forty seven pounds. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> can't hurt a giant. Yeah, I'm a little nervous. All right, Dalton Gold asks, "What are your general thoughts on Aaron Jones and Carryon Johnson?" He says, "I feel like Jones might be the biggest sleeper running back this year that could realistically pan out." Uh, yeah, I think so too. I like him. <laughs> yeah, I completely agree. And we had talked about him as well last episode. The only problem with him is I do believe, uh, even if he does pan out, you know, it won't be for half a season. So it's more about can you get your team to the playoffs without him and then, you know, reap the rewards of having kept him all that time. That That's going to be the difficult part. But I really do like Aaron Jones. And as far as Carrion Johnson, I'm actually 
starting to become a believer, even though I am a big skeptic, obviously being a Lions fan. But he looked really good. I think they're going to want to find a primary back. And right now he looks kind of like he could fit that role. So I, I do have kind of high hopes for on Johnson. Not like right, running back one, but I think he will be a viable option. And I'm, I'm less worried about Blunt and the other guys getting in there and kind of taking away all the, you know, all his role, if you will. Yeah. And I mean, there's a the thing with Carrion Johnson is you're not really paying much for him right now. He's not getting overhyped. His value is not jumping up. So you're getting, I mean, if it doesn't work out, you're out absolutely nothing. You're not drafting him like people are drafting Royce Freeman and Ronald Jones right now. So I, and I, I think Carrion Johnson's going to have a better season than Ronald Jones. Yeah. And I mean, just to give you some context as well, we had a, a league where every single running back was going for an incredible amount. And we're talking about auction and I paid 20 bucks for carry on Johnson. This is when, uh, the, the top guys were going in the nineties. So it just shows you the, the giant fall off. Aaron Jones. I said, I didn't say anything about Aaron Jones. I, 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 I don't know what it is. I just think he's going to be the guy in green Bay. I think it's going to take over and, Actually, earlier today on Instagram, I made another. We had a players we love episode a couple of weeks ago, but I did another little players we players I love list, and Aaron Jones made the list again, despite the suspension. I don't. I think he's going to take over. I just think he is the guy. I think he's the most talented there. He's the most complete running back, and I think he's going to be the guy in Green Bay eventually. Might not start off the season that way, and it might not end the season rankings that way. But I think when it matters the most in the last half of your season in the playoffs, Aaron Jones is going to be on the team. He's going to be on your roster. You're going to put him in the starting lineup, and that's going to that's going to be what matters. So, I I'm I'm banking on that one. All right, next one. Here we go. This is another question. I think they're just trying to get us to. They, they know our answers here. It's CRL. He asks at the sixth pick in a PPR draft, would you take Kamara or Barkley? I mean, Kamara all day for me. Yeah, Barkley. I, I I do find this one does uh does that get a little closer in PPR for you? Yeah, but I think Barkley Barkley has I mean, tremendous <laughs> receiving ability as well. I just think that guy. I think he's just a special talent. I really do. And the only thing this is the only. I mean, I think Kamara is that really too. And we've thought that you know for a year and a half now. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> it, the only thing with Kamara is I have not seen him have a huge workload yet in college or in the NFL. And I think I need to see that before I can believe it. That's where I am with him. I, I mean, the talent is there. And if all, if he was able to show that he can also handle, you know, 200 plus carries, 250 carries. Oh my God. Like he's, he's, he's top of the top of the list for me. That's how, I mean, I like him a lot. It's not like I don't like Kamara. I just don't know if he can handle that workload because he's never done it. And I feel like there's a reason. I mean, did, why, why has he never? I don't know. So that's my only hesitation. I mean, I get that, but even with the low amount of uh, work, if you will, I mean, he, he had a lot, but you know, hundred only 120 rushes. I completely get that, but he did have 81 receptions, and he still put up top five fantasy numbers. You know, with that, so I, I don't know. I have a hard time demoting him, even if his production uh, doesn't reach the same levels, because he had crazy. You know, it, he averaged over just over 60 yards a carry. Uh, you know, 10 yards a reception. It's hard to keep going on that level. I completely agree. But if his workload does go up, I just can't imagine his numbers dipping that much. Yeah. I mean, I get it. I get it. I just, I guess I need to see it. Why? 
But I guess you need to see it. That's, it's a terrible argument. <laughs> Barkley. When I'm, when I, when I'm <laughs> I, I get it, though. Barkley I'm is... picking a rookie. <laughs> yeah, he's incredibly good. I mean, we already know that. <laughs> We've seen him do some fantastic things, even in preseason and practice, that I'm kind of like, oh, wow, that, that kid is special. I think Elvin Kamara is that same thing. And without uh, our, you know, uh, his... Well, his uh, I guess he would be technically his backup, but with uh, the suspension early on in the season, he will get a lot more work. And even if it's for four games, you have to think that that over a, a year will actually make a difference. Yep. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I think no matter what, though, you'll be happy with either one of these two on your team. That's pretty much, you know, there'll be, you'll be perfectly happy. You're at the sixth pick and you're getting this kind of talent now. Much different than it has been in the years past. There's so much more talent in the first round right now. So you'll be plenty happy. All right, so the next question comes from Nick. First off, the subject, I love the subject of this email. It just says, Ebron does suck. Also help. So (laughs) he does get my Ebron hate. I do do like that. So Nick asks, he says, I'm in a keeper league where you can't keep your first two draft picks from the previous year. So... He says, luckily, I grabbed Gurley in the third, his rookie year. So he is the first keeper. So he gets Gurley. He says, then it's between Kenyon Drake, Derek Henry, or Zach Ertz for his second keeper. This is PPR. He says, my brain says Ertz for safety, but my heart says Henry for a possible stud for years to come. What do you think? I say, here? I say follow your heart, buddy. Yeah, I'm going to agree with that. I think you do go Derek Henry. I mean, I like Zach Ertz, but no matter how much I like a tight end for the most part, I'm always almost always picking the running back if he's has that potential. And here, yeah, Derrick Henry could all of a sudden be the guy this year, and then you're set with Gurley and a, a workhorse Derrick Henry for future years, and you're you're good to go. So you're never going to be in that kind of spot with Gurley Ertz, as good as Ertz is going to be. So take, take Henry, definitely. Even PPR, take Henry. Yeah. Yeah, I... I... I do understand where he's coming from. Ertz would be safe. You can plug in and play him, but it's way easier to stream tight ends and get that value. Maybe you won't get exactly the same as Ertz, but it'll be easier to make up those points than it would be to throw Henry back. Because I think at worst, he'd be a, a running back three. So, you know, I mean, if that's the worst case scenario, you're still getting a really good player. All right. So next question comes from Chad. He says, I can keep two in the round they're listed below. So he has seven players to choose from here. So I'll list the player in the round. We'll figure out two. So we got Le'Veon Bell, a first rounder, Kareem Hunt as a second rounder, Zeke Elliott as a third rounder, Dalvin Cook as a fourth rounder, Jared Goff as a 15th, Trey Burton as a 15th, Josh Gordon as a 15th. You get two. Okay. Um, Zeke for sure. 100%. Yep. Zeke at... at you know, round three is such a steal. It's unbelievable. And honestly, on that one, uh, depending on who is left over, but I think I would go ahead and use my first round pick on Le'Veon Bell. You, I think that's what I would, you do. would do. You think you'd do that one over Cook? Yeah, I, I think well, so. I think here's Le'Ve- the thing. I guess here, this is this is the difference then. If you can get Bell in the first round without having to keep him, Oh, then absolutely, I would go somewhere else. But okay, let's say you can't get Bell though, but you could get somebody else. Like obviously, Saquon Barkley is going to be available no matter what. So if you put Bell out there, at least Bell and Barkley are going to be out there. So it depends on how early your draft pick is, I guess. Yeah, uh, that that's a very very good point. Um, 
I guess I was just assuming you wouldn't be able to get one of those top four guys. Well, yeah, so uh, well, tough. Say top six even. So I mean, for sure, if you if you kept Zeke and Cook, Bell, Barkley, and Kareem Hunt will all be out there because you have Hunt as well. So actually, yeah, you're right. right? You're almost guaranteed to get one of those depends, guys, yeah, even if you have your pick yeah, is. But right, even if you have to get Hunt, you would pretty much end up with three really really good guys. Even if you miss out on Bell a little bit. Yep. Zeke is already your one. Yeah, I mean, I I love Cook as well. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I think that I would have to look at it exactly, but I'm pretty sure you would get one of those guys no matter what. So yeah, I think Cook is a smart play. Yep, and it does. It obviously does depend on where you are drafting in the first, where your pick will be. But if you have a shot at one of those guys, 100% goes Zeke and Cook, definitely. And if all the other top guys are kept, though, that's yeah. Then you probably just keep Bell, right? <laughs> if there's yeah, no shot, it, if you have no shot at one of those guys in the first. Yeah, if you have no shot, because uh, you know Bell is still a, an elite player. All right, next question comes in from Joe. He says, "I'm in a 12-team half-point PPR league, and I'm picking 12th or 12th. What did I say? 12th, 10th this year. So this is this are his options though for um, keepers: Travis Kelsey in the fourth, Deion Lewis in the 12th, or Corey Davis in the 15th. No. Uh, what? How yeah, I many is to keep? He gets just, just one this, of those. Gets, gets, yeah, keep keep one of these. <laughs> Man, that that is a tough one. Uh, all right, I wouldn't keep Deion Lewis. I would go Kelsey or Corey Davis. Man, it really <laughs> that was that was say, kind of a toss up for me. I'm I'm probably going Corey Davis because I don't Kelsey's value isn't it's it's solid, but it's not like it's just it's not tremendous value. It's fine. Right. It's sad to say, but if it was in the fifth, I think it would make it easier for me. I know that's like splitting hairs, but the value you can get that fourth round we talked about earlier with the wide receivers that are out there, you know, it's still very, very good. So, yeah, I would – I have a hard time with this one, but, yeah, Corey Davis would be fine with me. And then, yeah, I'm going to go with that one. So, all right, Cody asks, he's in a PPR league that allows for two keepers. Who do you keep between Antonio Brown – Julio Jones, Kareem Hunt, and DeAndre Hopkins. Man, that was a good team last year. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Hold on. Who's the running back, Hunt? Yeah. Oh, man. It's PPR. Oh, man. How tempting is this to say Antonio Brown and DeAndre Hopkins? Just lock it up. Yeah, it's very tempting. The problem mm. with that is you can keep to. <laughs> I'm doing it. Antonio Brown and DeAndre Hopkins. I, I know. Uh, yeah. I, I know. I, yeah, I'm going to do it. You know what? I'm. <sighs> I want to, but I'm not going to. I'd actually go Antonio Brown and Hunt. And this is also without knowing anything else about the league, but I'd do it because I guarantee myself that I'm not going to just be in disarray because I think running backs will be kept and who knows how that is going to that shake out. So I would say Antonio Brown, Hunt, but that is a close one as well. Man, these are good, actually. These are making me think. There really are some good questions here. All right, so Nightwing asks, in a PPR league... Would you guys consider taking Christian McCaffrey over a Keenan Allen or Devontae Adam type player in the second round? So it's PPR, you know, receivers are valued a little bit more, but so is Christian McCaffrey. So is it McCaffrey or do you go for one of those top end, which you both, you like Keenan Allen and Devontae Adams, I know quite a bit, so. Yeah, I like both of them. And Keenan Allen in a PPR is great, right? I mean, he caught a hundred balls last year. As long as he stays healthy, he is unbelievably productive. But in saying that, I really like to go running back heavy. And Chris McCaffrey caught like 80 balls last year. 
So it's not that big of a trade-off, and I think you'll be able to still get wide receivers later. So I, I do think this is a good move. I think it's kind of a uh, an equal trade, if you will, and I think it's a, a, a position that's harder to draft at. So I like McCaffrey there. Yeah, I'm going to go that too because you're going to go – I'm still going running back, running back here to start this thing off. And you get – I mean, I don't know who you're going to get in the first round, but no matter what, if you get a running back in the first round, it's a good player the way it is this year. I mean, what, worst case in the first round you're getting – I mean, honestly, it's probably Melvin Gordon the way I've seen drafts going, even though I have Melvin Gordon ranked higher. It's like Melvin Gordon, Leonard Fournette, I've been realizing I'm going to get all day long in the first if I'm near the back. And that's 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 your worst case scenario. So if you team up like Melvin Gordon with Christian McCaffrey, you're going to feel pretty good about yourself. I mean, I think. And then let's turn it around and go third round receiver then. So third round receivers right now, I'm going to pull up. I'm going to pull up PPR just to even make it so they're ranked higher. So in a 12-team league, let's see, 12-team league, PPR scoring, third-round wide receivers. We got Tyreek Hill, T.Y. Hilton, Adam Thalen, Stephon Diggs right there in a row. So, yeah, I think, yeah, I'm taking those two. I'm taking McCaffrey. I'm taking the other running back, and I'm going to go get one of those guys as my top receiver. Yeah, thank you, beauty. And then, actually, this works perfect with the next question, which I actually kind of started. It's from Ryan. He says, so after taking two running backs in the first two rounds, who are some receivers you would take in the third and fourth? So, like I listed there, that's the third. Right now, that is who's going in the third. It's Tyreek Hill, T.Y. Hill, and Adam Thalen, Stephon Diggs, Larry Fitzgerald, Doug Baldwin. Those are, are the third-round wide receivers right now, which seems like great value. So out of those, Hill, Hilton, Thalen, Diggs, who's your favorite there? Hill, Hilton, Thalen, Diggs, huh? Um, man, I like a lot of them, to be honest. I'm, I'm a little higher on Hill than most people, but I think T.Y. Hilton is uh, due to be a back-end wide receiver one um, with luck in town. I know you're a huge Diggs guy. Yeah, I'm definitely – I'm taking Diggs for sure over – I don't know. 100% I'm taking Diggs. I guess I have to just <laughs> – I have to do it, right? I've hyped him so much this year. So Diggs over Hilton, Hill, and Thalen. I'm a little – Hill scares me. I don't know why. He just kind of scares me this year. So I'm starting to back away as the season gets closer. I don't know. You're probably not. I'm just I'm backing away. I find myself not picking him. Yeah. he. Um, I mean, I completely understand why. The, you know, you have a, a first time starting QB. You're kind of wondering if he can recreate what he did last year um, after, you know, that very, very good year. I think he's too athletic to drop too far. But as you can see, I think people are picking him right now. ADP 10. And experts have him ranked about 14. So it's not a huge difference. But yeah, I think the worry is real. And I think that's why I lean towards T.Y. Hilton myself. Um, and I know that uh, T.Y. is being drafted ADP-wise a little bit after Hill. So, you know, a little bit different. But I, I lean T.Y. Hilton in between those four or five guys. And then, shoot, we might as well look at who the fourth-round receivers are here as part of his question. So if you go running back, running back, and you, then you go want to go wide receiver, wide receiver, these fourth-round wide receivers you can get are... Right now in PPR, Jarvis Landry, Demarius Thomas, Juju Smith-Schuster, Brandon Cooks. Those are right now who's going in the fourth. So if you go running back, running back, you get one of the four we said before, and then you get a, you know, you get a Jarvis Landry, Juju Smith-Schuster, Brandon Cooks. I think that's the way to go. I love that. I love that team setup right there. Yeah, and this this is really where my money pick is. I I think the fourth, fifth, you know, round, if you will. 
of where you can get these wide receivers. And, and, you know, Craig has already named a bunch of them. But, you know, for me, Juju, Marvin Jones is down there. Brandon Cooks is a great pick. Uh, even Elshon, he slid. So I think people are sleeping on him a little bit. Chris Hogan, Corey Davis. There's a lot of value on this back end. And you can really stock up and load up on wide receivers when you can, uh, you know, get those running backs ahead of time. So, you know, I mean, I just think that is the way to go. And that is where a ton of value is. Yeah, I 100% agree. You could actually go wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver for three <laughs> rounds and get just amazing value. I mean, Marvin Jones could be your third. Which I know, I absolutely love that. I, I, I don't understand how he's going 24th overall ADP, and he's still ranked 20th in experts. I mean, the guy finished top five. Completely understand if he thinks he's going to regress but I mean, my gosh, do you, I mean, do you really think he's going to be, you know, a, 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 you know, not even a starting wide receiver? Like, I feel like people are dropping him that much. People, I think, are banking a little bit too much on Kenny Galladay becoming a thing. I mean, I like Galladay, but I think it's more going to be the fact that they don't really have that tr- true starting tight end anymore like they've had, you know, because they had a, they had one who was terrible. I can't remember his name. I think Galladay is going to take over more of that, if anything. And Jones is still going to get his. Tate's still going to get his. I think people think Galladay is going to take a little bit too much away. I, we don't know that yet. We haven't seen it. So if you can get Marvin Jones as your third receiver, shoot. I mean, why wouldn't you do that? And I mean, all these guys, <laughs> you know, I, I just, it's a very good day if you get any of those five guys that we just named off as your wide receiver three. I mean, especially, I think a lot of these guys are relatively safe, too. You can get, like, boom and bust guys, which are great to have as wide receiver threes. You know, you're Sammy Watkins or whatever. But to get Brandon Cooks as your number three, when he's a wide receiver one on an offense that's starting to get better and better, that is that is just unbelievable value. I can't get over it. I really can't. All right, final question of the night here. Final question from Mr. Berge. He has a two-part question, so the first part's easy. It's just thoughts on Chris Thompson. I'll just say first off, eh, that's it. That's my thoughts on Chris Thompson. How about you? Yeah, uh, lukewarm. I mean, lukewarm at best. I, I I do understand the, you know, he's intriguing a bit. He's a guy that can catch a lot of balls. I think Alex Smith is a, a good fit for his playing style. Uh, but, you know, he, he with the injury, all of a sudden his stock rose. With them sa- signing AP, his stock drops. He's hurt, you know. It's really hard to say what is going to happen with him. So I'm I'm just, I go middle in the road. Um. Yep. I, I, the, the injury still worries me. So that's my main reason for hesitation. But the final part of the question is something I love because it involves keepers. It involves auctions. It involves trading draft dollars, which if you guys aren't doing a league, if it's not with an auction, with auction keeper and even trading draft, draft dollars, I don't think you under, I don't think you know how much fun fantasy football can be. Everyone listening to this loves fantasy football, but I think this would make you love fantasy football more. First, before we get to the question, I think you agree with that part. Yeah, yeah, I'd really love to see this question because I really thought it was only our leagues that did this kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> but, the um, trading draft yeah, dollars portion. It, yeah. it warmed my heart to find out that other people are doing it. Obviously, I knew that, but um, it was such a good question, first of all. And second of all, it's you know definitely trade money. It, it's a lot more to you know kind of figure out, but if you have a... Yeah, it's so much fun. It makes it makes trade deadline day uh, like a. It feels like you're in a real trade deadline day. Yeah, and it, it can change. It really helps because people that are completely out of it, 
have a true reason to trade for the next year. Yep. Keeps, yeah, it keeps everyone going. Keeps it. People who might be two and seven and their season's over, but they're just as involved on that deadline day. Yeah. Get that extra money for draft day in the upcoming year. That's huge. So the question is, he could, right now he's looking at trading Kareem Hunt, who would be a $39 keeper. I'm just going to assume $200 budget. It's probably, you know, most likely $200 budget. So he's going to trade Kareem Hunt, $39 keeper, for Michael Thomas, who is a $16 keeper. But to top it off, he would also get $15 in draft money for this pick, which essentially makes Michael Thomas a $1 keeper. So you trade a $39 keeper, you get Michael Thomas for essentially one, you save 38 bucks, you get Michael Thomas. You He would then keep Michael Thomas and Mike Evans. So he'd have two wide receivers. What way are you going on this? Yeah, I mean... I after after talking so heavily about how you have to keep a running back, this seems too good to be true. So I would definitely take this and I would take that money and put it towards a running back I absolutely believe in. And especially if you're only keeping two guys, which it looks like they are, uh, there will be running backs out there. You have more cash so you can go after a Barkley, a Bell, a Zeke, whoever it may be. Um, so, yeah, I like this. I, I would do it since it's only two keepers. Yeah, and I say at worst case, you know, Barkley's out there, so. That's worst case scenario here. And he probably has Evans at a decent price. Probably had him for a bit now, I would I would guess. I don't know for sure, but he's probably probably not spending much on keepers. You could probably spend on the running backs. Yeah, this is another situation where I'm going well, one of the few where I'm gonna just take the wide receivers. I'm gonna take that money. And that's what makes trading draft dollars so much fun though. It might make you do things you're not used to in a you know, in a trade. When you trade Kareem Hunt for Michael Thomas, I wouldn't I wouldn't normally do that. But with the keepers, prices involved, with the draft money involved, makes you do it. So, but I think that's it. It's going to do it, Jeff. Final episode before our big draft this Saturday. You ready? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's always fun to uh, talk to all the other guys and see uh, who's been doing their homework and who hasn't. <laughs> I just got off the phone with the Windy City Kid, James. <laughs> Keeps showing up in our videos. Uh, and he is... Uh, he is freaking out right now. He uh, he has not done his homework quite yet, so he has no idea what the plan is. Uh, oh, jeez. Other guys, yeah, right. Other guys are making trades with Craig, and uh, everyone is freaking out, telling him not to give the money to uh, the devil himself, hey, which I do have to good. agree with. But no, it, it's going to be so much fun. I can't wait for Cleveland. It's going to be uh, you know onside draft. It is so much fun. I am a little worried about my team, though. I don't know if I can get the value. There's too many keepers gone. Yeah, running back, it's a it's a bad situation we're in this year. So, actually, before we finish off the episode, I, I want to bring up Rube Sheets again because I love Rube Sheets so much. <laughs> they actually hooked us up with this. Jeff, I don't think you've even seen this yet. They gave us basically values for our draft last weekend and how you did draft performance-wise based off, if you take away keepers, like how much you actually – is your how much value you got out of your money? So you want to hear how you did? Oh God! Hold it off of uh, the last week. Yeah, off our off our draft the other day, Sunday. Oh my God, it's gonna be bad. Yeah, yeah, I do want to hear this though. Yeah, they didn't really like your team, Jeff. Yeah, I knew they weren't going to. The they running backs, you, man, it killed me. It was said. It said you got a negative twenty-one value for the draft, which would have been eighth out of ten teams. So they did say. Cam Newton for three dollars was good value. Devontae oh. Adams for twenty eight was good value. Of course, right? Oh, the uh, the rookie running backs killed yes. me, didn't they? Ah, uh, that's why. Royce for thirty and carry on for twenty one. 
not good value, they said. But, hey, he put a little disclaimer. It is a keeper league. So those could turn into something good eventually, that, right? Uh, that's pretty cool, actually. What did they um, what they give you for value on your – on uh, who'd you get, Zeke or Barkley? Yep. So they actually I, – I got an overall plus one value. So it wasn't like I was <laughs> – you know, I was fourth in the league. But it's not like I, you know, just blew it out of the water there. I'll say that. But they gave me a fourth value. It did say, yeah, Zeke. Zeke, Breeze, and Cousins were all good value for me. So I got Zeke for 76, and it was listed as good value. And that just shows you. I mean, the running backs were just out of control. It was crazy how much they were going for. So I went wide receiver heavy, and whew. Rube Sheets told me I should spend at least 87, I think, on him when I was looking at it. So makes sense, right? And then, um, but it did say I my fifth my seventeen dollars for Brandon Cooks and my fifteen dollars for Randall Cobb were overpriced. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, we agree with it, but when you have the money at the end of the draft, you gotta put it towards something. But yeah, that's really cool. Yep. And then all overall, though, overall, it gave us a. This is now when you factor in keepers, which obviously changes everything. Being a keeper league, we didn't we didn't do so well yet, Jeff. But we were stuck in our league with other teams having much better keepers than us. So. We have to work from the bottom here a little bit. We came in seventh and eighth. You were seventh. I was eighth. So <laughs> out of two, $200 is like 200 is equal, you know, is kind of, you know, where it should be. You got a 191. I, my team has a 178, but, you know, yeah. this is one thing. One thing I will say, though, our, our buddy Joe, he's number one in the league, it says. Oh, he had hit. a minus 12 value in the draft. So I just, his you know. keepers were crazy good. And we got one. We got we got Trevor, who, who might be listening to this podcast right now. He got a negative fifty-five for draft performance. So I know it was one of his first ones. So this is why do some. If you're going to be in an auction draft, I think you need a lot of practice, don't you? That's that's one thing to do. Definitely practice. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think uh, auctions are just a whole different beast. It was, you know, I had I hadn't done too many, and uh, the even for me the value of how much running backs were going for. Because you got Zeke at a discount because he went first, and then every running back after that went for more. I mean, which was crazy. Um, so you know, because of that, you have to switch around what you're going to do, and it does it, it changes things up. It's totally fun, but that's very cool about Rube Sheets because I think it's just one more metric to go off of, and you can play around with numbers, and that's that's really great. Yep. So that that's why we did this league too before the big one this Saturday. Yeah. You get a little practice. Get a so little, there's a practice know. round for us. Yeah. Get a practice round in. I do have to say too, know. I always love this draft or this league because it is the wild west of fantasy football. This one, yeah. Anything goes and it's something that you can always try something new on. And I absolutely love it because of that. Yep. It's a good time always, but this one, I'm a little, we'll, we'll see how this weekend goes. Our mood will be changed based off our Monday episode on how we did. So you'll know. How we did based on how we how the how the podcast sounds on Monday night. So. Oh yeah, I will be physically upset if I if I do poorly. <laughs> but all right, we will talk to you guys next week.